the blood of Jesus be upon you, brothers and sisters, as we, as we start a brand new week of ministry. I'm Derek King. Hey, this week we're going to talk about living by faith. We're going to go to Romans 1, and we're going to start at the 16th verse. But before I start there, let me pray for you. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon every hearer of this word. I bless your ears and your eyes, and I decree Psalms 91 over you, that no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague or calamity come near your dwelling in the name of the Lord Jesus. Romans 1 in verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the gospel means good news. It says that the gospel is the power of God unto deliverance or salvation if you believe in the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, it says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. God has ordained that the ones that have been justified by believing on Jesus, they're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. They're going to live, the ones that have been justified. The just shall live. What does that word just? It refers to ones that are justified. How are you justified? You're justified by the blood of Jesus. Jesus knew no sin, but he became sin. That you who knew no righteousness might become righteousness by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. He basically took your place. You live like the devil, and he lives sin-free, and he loves you so much, say, hey, I'm going to take your place. You're going to get the benefits as if you live sin-free, and I'm going to get the benefits as if I live full of sin. So he got your benefits of being a sinner, which made him go to the cross and die. You got his benefits as you believing on him, which makes you be healed by stripes, which makes you have uh, financial prosperity, and which makes you have a relationship with the Father. That's why it says in Hebrews, come boldly to the throne of grace, you know, that you might receive what you need. So the ones that are justified, they're going to live by faith. Faith in what? Faith in what is written in the Word. See, faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. One thing that's written in the word is the covenant is based on you loving the Lord thy God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. When you're walking in love, you get all the blessings that are written in the law because it says he that love it has fulfilled the law. The reason the people is trying to keep the law because they want to have a good life. They want to have prosperity because God had told them they would be a lender, not a borrower, right? He told them they'll be the head and not the tail. They'll be above only, not beneath. He also told them he'll take sickness away from the midst of them, that he'll put none of those sickness on them that he put on the Egyptians. But he'll lay those things on the people that hated them. If you hated those people, you, you're going you're gonna to get sick and die and get hemorrhoids and all this kind of stuff. That was under the curse. 
you're going to be poor, you're going to get sick. So they was trying to keep the law because they didn't want to get poor. They didn't want to get sick. They didn't want to be separated from God. One time the Ark of the Covenant fell into the hand of Israel's enemies. And when they got that Ark, all those curses that was written in Deuteronomy 28 started coming on them because for them to have that Ark of the Covenant, they had to walk in covenant. And under the Old Testament, boy, it was a lot of them. They had to keep the Ten Commandments plus all the other ordinances. And it wasn't only the Ten Commandments, they had to keep different ordinances. Jesus Christ in the New Covenant did away with all that. He nailed that, those ordinances, those laws and ordinances to the cross. Only thing he requires us to do is walk in, walk in love. If you study the New Testament, he says, says stuff like if they slap you on one cheek, off of the other one. It's an attitude of, of humility. He says if if um if 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 a person uh hates you or whatever, you bless them. You bless them that curse you. You pray for them that despitefully use you. When you stand praying, forgive, so forth and so on. It's it's based off you becoming a lamb. You see what I'm saying? Just like him. You know, you you submitting to, to, to the spirit of, of righteousness, which is love. He that walking in love have fulfilled the law. So you justify by the blood of Jesus. It's just as if you never sinned. But to stay in that in that covenant, the word covenant means agreement. And that agreement is, is by blood. In the mafia also, the, the Italian mafia and different other crime organizations, they have things where they use blood, you know, as, as their old blood out, blood in. Well, they got that from Jesus. It's a blood covenant. It's a blood agreement. They have certain agreements even in the demonic realm. You and their organization, they take care of you. Well, my God, we got a better covenant, a better agreement, a better blood oath. Jesus Christ shed his blood. We didn't. And if we agree with him, we're going to walk in love. We're going to love our enemies. We're going to bless them that curse us. We're going to pray for them that despitefully use us. We're not going to be overcome with evil, but we're going to overcome evil with good. My God, I'm walking in covenant. I'm walking in love. Hallelujah. So the justified ones, justified by the blood of Jesus, they're going to live by faith. Where your faith is released by saying. That's where you get the power over death and life is in your tongue. God gave the new covenant, the New Testament, the writings of Paul. You need to study that. Find out what you have. One thing God said, his will is that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. So so I hear I hear people say, I had a person tell me recently that this old man, his um his wife was sick and had dementia and all that. And he said this very, very intelligent, wise. He went to all these theology schools, told him that God set that up to make make him a better person. Now, it sounds, you know, I'm not going to detail how he explained it. As he explained, I almost believe it. But it ain't the word of God. See, man, man, man has developed his mind. See, you can develop your mind and become an intellectual. But, you know, man never really, most people never majored on developing the spirit. And you develop the spirit by reading the word. It's contrary sometimes to the mind. See the mind. The mind says things like, 
You can't walk on water or you can't raise the dead or you can't lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the mind. Or uh, if you don't take this shot of where this particular prophylactic on your face, that this and that going to happen. That's the mind being highly educated in theories and supposition and all this. But the spirit says different. It says no evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come not our door. They say if you keep your mind on Jesus, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Well, if a man's mind stays on Jesus, you see what I'm saying? He, he had a potential to get up to be 90, 100, 110, 120 and still have his right mind. Because the word of God says if his mind stays on Jesus, he'll keep him in perfect peace. Now, it's hard to say these type things because people, when you say this, they think you're taking a shot at grandma and granddad. I'm not. But I can't worry about somebody being offended who who's in that situation and not tell you what the word of God says. The word of God says you keep your mind on Jesus. You keep you keep you in perfect peace. My mom my aunt one time, just just to show you how I think. They said, Yeah, you know, my, my, my granddaddy had dementia. They said, Yeah, it skipped a generation, it'll fall on you, Derek. I said, No, I won't neither. And we went I went back and forth with my own own mama and my old aunt about five or six times rebuking what they were saying because I refused to let a word occur. Now they weren't doing it on purpose. They loved me, but they didn't understand what I understood. I refused to allow it. I refused to receive that testimony. So that's why I'm telling you, I tell you these things, brothers and sisters. I know some people get offended, but I say it because I'm trying to help people. See, the justified ones have to see what the word says and begin to believe it and decree the word of God. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hi, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again on this Tuesday morning. I bless you. I love you. I decree God's favor upon you. I pour out the blood of Jesus Christ upon you. Let his grace and his peace and his favor be multiplied. I decree that. I invoke that upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, brothers and sisters, we're talking about living by faith. But I want to talk to you this, uh, about some things that are hinder your faith. Let's, let's go to Romans 2 and at verse 13. It says, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Whenever you hear the law, the word law in the New Testament, you have to go to Romans um, 13, and let's start at verse 8. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. So how, how do you fulfill the law in the New Testament? You know, some people who are trapped in religiosity, they like that. They like they, they, you know, they'll say uh, like they foaming at the mouth. They'll quote a scripture where, it's, where uh, out of Romans where it says that God did not do away to, with the law, but He fulfilled it. And they'll quote it, thinking that that means you got to keep the Old Testament. But that that's not what He was saying. The the new law that He established was the law of faith. It talks about that in Romans. The second chapter, Romans, the third chapter, is talking about the law of faith. See, but faith worketh by what? 
love. So it says, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. If you walk in love, you have kept the whole law. That's what this says. Fulfill me, you did all of it. Verse 9, it says, for this, thou shalt not commit adultery. So if a person is walking in love, they can't commit adultery. It's impossible. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. You know, you know, uh, it was a higher revelation. You know, the Bible is progressive re revelation. John said, if you're angry with your brother, you're murder. So that falls under killing. If, you, if you're angry with your brother and all that, without, especially without cause, see, you're out, of, you're out of covenant. So thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Let me say that again. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Love is the fulfilling of the law. Now, in Romans 2 and at verse 13, it says for uh, Romans 2 and 13, it says, for not the hearers of the law are just before God. See, all of us say, you're hearing it right now. I've heard it. You're hearing it. But the doers of the law shall be justified. Now, yesterday, we're talking about the justified ones shall live by what? Faith. Faith in what? Faith in what's written. You can pray the written word and expect it to manifest. Is It will manifest. It got to manifest if a person is a doer of the law. What is that law? The law of faith. The law of love. The law of the new covenant. Faith and love. If you are a doer of the law, see, it's just like the Old Testament. You shall be justified. It says, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. And so the doers of the law under the new covenant is to walk in love. Now, the reason I want to show you hindrances is because a lot of people now, they're very sensitive. They're very easily to be offended. And it talks about love is not easily offended. If you go read, read it out of 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, it talks about a person working in love is not easily offended. You know, it don't it don't keep an account of a suffered wrong. It's not easily offended, easily provoked. See, you have to you have to meditate on those things to learn when you're out of the covenant, learn when you're out of love. So the reason I said all these things because what I'm about to read now in the first chapter of Romans, nowadays if you say this, this offends people. I was talking to a lady. And um, she has a granddaughter. She's older. She's probably in her late 80s. And I know she got a granddaughter that's, that's gay. I'm just, I'm just, you know, people don't get offended if she hears she might. I'm not trying to offend nobody. 
But I, I'm, 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 I got to tell people the truth because I got to deliver my soul and yours. So when you start talking about gay stuff and stuff like that, people get all mad and they won't say nothing. And this thing in this country, we we vote for people who support this stuff. And most of them is in a particular political party. They stand for, for all that. The men and the women, uh, the women marry women and the men marry men. And you got Christians. And you got people in political office saying that's okay. They're not judging and passing laws to permit this stuff, which reveals to me, I'm going to re- reveal by this word what it says. Romans, the first chapter. And at verse 21, it says, because that when they knew God, see, a lot of us know God. You didn't grow up taught a certain way. They had hard word back some of us when we were young. They didn't, they didn't say everything soft. Like we, I, I'm not saying we should say it hard. That's not what I'm saying. Like I, I, I listened to some of my message last week. I might've been talking a little too rough, but listen, I want you to hear my heart though. Because that when they knew not God, they glorified him not as God, but neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was dark. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And changed the glory of the uncorrupted God into an image made like unto corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Now watch the punishment. Now when you see this particular punishment, you know these are people or the 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 ancestors or them themselves who once knew the Lord, and because they wouldn't stay with him, God allowed them to be overtaken. Watch what happened. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness. See, you got a protection from God that stops you from doing everything. God gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor them, their own bodies between themselves. You know, you have a crazy thought. You know, there's some in you that'll stop it. They'll stop it even from coming. But if it do, do come, some in your, your heart will say, no, nah, that ain't right. Not these people because they, they rejected God's counsel. So now they dishonoring them, their own bodies between themselves. Listen to this. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meek. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covenantness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, Without understanding, these people don't understand anything, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. So it's wrong for men to lay with men and women to lay with women to get sex. All this stuff is wrong, and this is a hindrance sometimes 
that people face. Now, I'm going to get away from that tomorrow. Be blessed. Have a great day. Hi, brothers and sisters. Very happy to be with you on this Wednesday. I say greetings uh, from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied upon you. May the peace of God overtake you. May the chastisement of God's peace be upon you. By his stripes you are healed, you're blessed, you're highly favored. I decree Acts, the second chapter over you, that our sons and daughters shall prophesy you are a son and you are a daughter, and you shall prophesy, for we are in the last days. Father, I pray that word upon the hearers, Lord, and let the prophetic anointing be stirred. Father, you cannot lie. Your word says that. It says in the last days, Lord, you're going to pour out your spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Let it come to pass, Lord. Let it be birthed. Let it be stirred up, Father. Let your glory be filled in the earth, Lord. Let your prophetic words, Lord, be spoken, Lord, by every person that is hearing my voice. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And let's start at the 13th verse. We have in the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believe. And therefore have I spoken. We also believe. And therefore speak. When you go to the store or you do any kind of transaction to receive anything in this world, it's going to require money. Money is the currency to receive goods in this earth. If you want a vehicle, it's going to cost money. You want a house, it's going to cost money. You go to work to obtain money. Well, the currency that Christians use is faith. A bullet is used to kill people or to kill animals. That's that's its purpose, to kill. But it's delivered by gun. So the gun is the is the thing that releases the bullet. Well, your faith is released by saying. Let me read this again, 2 Corinthians 4, and at verse 13, it says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. Paul, the writer of Corinthians, is saying is the spirit of faith works this way. If you believe something, you got to speak it. Job said in, in, in the 22nd chapter, in the 28th verse, that he shall decree a thing and it shall be established. I was talking to this man 
you know, on my mail route, he, he actually goes to my church. And he had, he has some rental houses. And uh, I don't know how we got on the subject, something about stealing or whatever, our full steel copper. I, I can't remember. But but he, he made this statement. He said, no, he said, he said, people don't steal from me. And I thought he was just saying it as, I've noticed people don't steal from me. But he wasn't saying it that way. He he was saying it as a confession. And as he, he probably started off as a confession, but it has had it became a reality. You know people don't steal from me? He probably started off by saying people don't steal from me. I decree that people don't steal from me. But then it graduated into man, people don't steal from me. How many understand what I'm saying? A per I, I was messing with one of my coworkers. Love the kid, you know. He ain't necessarily grow up like I grew up, going to church. And so he's naturally skeptical. But he respect me. He believed me probably 75%. He get these messages. If, if he hear it, he'll start laughing. I don't know if he probably don't listen all the time. I'm going to call you out, brother. But, uh, you know, we have fun at work. But I, I, I told him on the work room, I had made a mistake and say, uh, Man, because they getting on my nerves. I made a mistake and said that. I know them don't say that. And I immediately corrected myself. And I said, uh-oh. I said, no, no, no. My nerves are doing good. And everybody started laughing. And he said, man, he said, you think that? I, said, I looked at him. He, he had a little smirk on his face. I said, the power of the devil lies in the tongue. I said, you don't believe that, huh? He said, well, if that's the case, I'm going to live forever. I said, well, I don't know about that, but you know, the Lord spoke to me later and said what he what he just said is true also. What both of us said was true. In Hebrews the eleventh chapter, and at the fifth verse, it says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Do you know another place Jesus said, them that believe it on me shall never taste of death? So he was being sarcastic, and I should have said, man, well, you're right. Because he said, well, in that case, I'm not going to die. I should have said, man, you're right if you keep saying that. But he was saying it sarcastically, it won't work. If you were saying it like Enoch, it said Enoch had this testimony. You know the word testimony means he was saying something. He had a testimony, he had a, a confession that he pleased God. See what I'm saying? By faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. He was saying something that he pleased God. Verse 6, it said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Now, let me go back to what I was saying. When I had made a mistake and said something about the nerd, I corrected myself because people who are always saying, oh, this is getting on my nerve. Oh, I'm, I'm sick and tired. Do you know those people end up being sick and tired? And then I sometimes I tell them I say, 
Well, you're sick and tired because you always say you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's why you're sick, and that's why you're tired. And, and you know, it offends them. You know, I was talking about a little that yesterday, how people, you know, they easily offended. You know, they don't want you to tell them what's right nowadays. They're offended. The Lord telling me I need to start saying it anyway. You know, he told Ezekiel, don't fear their faith and say it anyway. Say it in, This is the hour where holy boldness got to come on people. Even if you lose friends or members or whatever, I ain't saying you got to be religious or legalistic where you got a church with three or four people in there and thinking you got it. You don't want got the revelation. Everybody going to hell, but y'all five or 10 in your church. That ain't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you got to be willing sometimes to love people enough to tell them what the word of God says. When you keep saying I'm sick and tired and it's getting on my nerves and uh, that's to die for, you know, that's cricket speech. That's not meaning what you're saying and saying what you mean. Because the power over death and life is in the tongue. For men are going to give, give an account for every other word, for by thy words you'll be justified, and by your own words you can be condemned. That's what it said. That's what the Bible teaches. So if a person want to develop themselves spiritually, they have to find out what the word of God says and say that. See, Second Corinthians 4 and 13, we have in the same spirit of faith, not a spirit of unbelief. According as it is written, you got to find out what's written. I believe you got to believe what's written, and therefore have I spoken. What? What? I'm gonna tell you something. I, I read and I believe and I spoke it. Psalm 91: No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. I read it, believed it, and I speak it. I decree it, and I'm walking in it. We also believe and therefore speak. Hallelujah. Be blessed, brothers and sisters. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hi, once again, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Derek at the microphone on this Thursday, and I bless you. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon you. We're talking about living by faith. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew, the 12th chapter, and let's start at the 25th verse. It says, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Now, when you got born again, you entered actually into another kingdom. You became a citizen of heaven. And the word of God tell you, teaches you the laws, the rules, the ordinances, you know, it teaches you how the things of heaven operate. And so you're a citizen of heaven, but you you were born into this earth, which gives you dual citizenship. That's why it's, uh, Paul wrote in Corinthians saying that you are ambassadors. See, the Bible don't contradict itself. It, it, it's progressive revelation. You are an ambassador of Christ in the earth. Now, you're not in the earth being an ambassador to heaven. You are from heaven when you got born again, and you are an ambassador here, which means you operate with a different set of rules. You don't support people uh, who support the uh, demonic rules. You don't vote for people who, who pass demonic laws. 
it, it, it ain't it ain't no uh, if and a but. You either for God or you're against him. You can't support people and <clears throat> vote for people who for gay marriage, abortion, uh, and all this kind of stuff. You just can't do it. I'm sorry. Because it's contrary to the kingdom of heaven, we're supposed to bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth, which means you want to vote and put people in office. And I know people are not perfect. Some of you might need to run for office, but you need people with godly ideas in office. Do you know even the Mardi Gras is the money? Yes. Go go search the origins of it. Now, I'm not trying to get people mad, but a lot of times people don't know the truth about a lot of stuff. Now, you know, but we, in, we, we are not of the world. We're in the world. We don't want to be religious and acting a fool and not that stuff. You know, acting a fool. What I'm saying is, we're in an hour now where people call good evil and evil good. I think that's out of Isaiah 5 and maybe 20, somewhere in Isaiah. But people call good evil and evil good. They said light for darkness and darkness for light, sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. <clears throat> and Isaiah said, woe unto people who do that. So we cannot set sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet, good evil and evil good, light for darkness and darkness for light. The light that is in us cannot be darkness. So Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself should not stand. When I do my radio ministry, it, it, it plays in Pensacola and in Mobile. I normally declare over the city's unity. You know, because it says in, in Proverbs 11 chapter about a blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. So I I pray over the mayor and the city council because every city or house divided against itself should not stand. That's what happened in this country. We got divided against ourselves. We had one group of Christians pulling one way and another group of Christians pulling the other way. And God didn't know which group of Christians prayers to answer. That's the absolute truth. Ask God about it. He'll tell you. So a house divided, the Christians cannot be divided among themselves. Now, we know the world might be divided, but the Christians got to know what's good and got to know what's evil. And I'm afraid we don't. Too many Christians, I'm talking about real Christians in fellowship with God, living right, blood-bought Christians, operating in the gifts of the Spirit, real, born again. I'm talking about good people don't know the difference between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. Why? Because society has crept in. They're not studying the Word of God like they used to do, and they think things that used to be wrong is now iffy. And if you say something about it, you just being mean, you're judging. Because just like I told you earlier in the week, the old lady, she said, well, I started talking about it. She said, well, now the Bible say don't judge. Well, you're not judging when you're saying what the words say. I'm going somewhere with this now. And if Satan cast out Satan, we're at verse 26, Matthew 12 and 26. <clears throat> and if Satan cast out Satan... He is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. See, they has told Jesus he was casting out the devil by the spirit of the devil. Verse 28, but this is Jesus talking right here. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. We're talking about living by faith. 
verse 29. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? That's why when I pray, I always bind the strong man, the principality that I can visually see or sense operating in a particular region. Like if they selling a lot of drugs and where I live, or like, we used to have a corner store where they were selling, they used to hang out up there selling a lot of drugs. What I did was I took authority over the spirit of drug selling and drug addictions in this region every day. And I drive it out. Irish in prosperity, Irish in peace, victory, different things. I bind some and cast it out, and I usher in the good, and I bind and cast out the bad. So you got to bind the strong man, cast him out, and loose the good in. You bind the evil and bring in the good. So that's that's basic uh, spiritual warfare by 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 living by faith. By faith, I did this. Praying and, and causing the evil to lead. For behold, God, the Lord has given me power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. All right, so, or else, it's verse 29. How can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathered not with me scattered abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Now, don't get in a stupor about that. Some people always think, you know, a different one, you'll be shocked how many people. They didn't blaspheme the Holy Ghost. No, you haven't. These people was deliberately, Jesus was casting out devils and working miracles, and they hated the man, and they followed him around to try to say he was he was the devil. And I don't think none of you have done that. If you've done that, you wouldn't even be able to <clears throat> but listen to my voice. If you're listening to my voice, you have not blasphemed the Holy Ghost. It's impossible for you to want to hear the voice of God if you've done that, because you would be turned over. <clears throat> now, verse, 20, verse 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. Other words, walk in love. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? If you're not walking in love, you cannot speak good things because you'll be out of covenant. You just wouldn't be able to do it. You want to? You can? You can even try to do it. You can't do it if you ain't walking in love. So, generation of vipers, how ye, being evil, how can you speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The way you justify yourself, you're justified by the blood, but the way you release your faith and release your anointing is by releasing good words because the words that you speak out of your mouth are who you are. God judges the spirit and the whole thing is ran by the words of your mouth.
Brothers and sisters, I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. Hope you're going to have a great weekend. But before we get to the weekend, let's talk about living by faith. Hallelujah. I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon you. And I decree that you're blessed and that you're highly favored. And that this is going to be one of the greatest years financially and spiritually that you've had ever. Let that be so, Father. Awaken, Lord, the masses even this year. Awaken, Father. Awaken them that are dead, Father. I say to these dead bones, live. Awaken. Arise in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, let's go to Romans, the fourth chapter. Let's start at the 17th verse. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened it, the dead, and call it those things which be not as though they were. God quickened it, the dead. Jesus Christ, he quickened it, the dead, naturally. But he also quickened it, the spiritual dead. One place Paul wrote that we were dead in trespasses and sin. But God's love and the word of God, when it was preached, quickening us and caused us to repent of all evil and all wrongdoing and have a change. Change your heart, change your mind, change in our spirit. But the way God's method is, is to tell you who you are before it becomes in manifestation. God called Gideon a mighty man of valor. When he thought he was a nobody. That's his method. God went and called the disciples when they were just fishermen. When there was nobodies, he 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 went and called them and prophesied them into apostolic ministry. God resisted the proud, but he gave more grace to the humble. God he quickened it the dead. Like like if you got a, a loved one that's not saved, you begin to quicken them by calling things that are not as though they were. See, I believe the Lord is dealing with them. I believe that they're taking a turn for the better. I believe that they're getting off those drugs. I believe that they're not going to drink that alcohol many more days. <clears throat> you begin to, to, to pray that away. You begin to bind the strong man or whatever they're doing. Bind that spirit that you can visibly see. The name of the spirit is, is characterized by their characteristics. If it's a spirit of, 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 of addiction, you call it that, spirit of addiction. If it's a spirit of homongering, you call it spirit of homongering. That's operating. I bind you. I strip your power. But also, another spirit can be in operation. It said the gospel is hid is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world have blinded. The God of this world is a spirit. It's Satan. And God has given you authority over Satan. He's giving you authority over wickedness. He's giving you, behold, I've given you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if the gospel is hid is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world have blinded. So you take authority over the spirit of blindness. 
You take authority over all the demonic activity, Illuminati princes that's operating in their life. And you command those spirits, you stop operating in this person's life. You let this person go in the name of Jesus Christ. Let my people go. Pray like Moses. Let my, my people go. Let my son go. Let my wife go. Let my husband go. Let my daughter go. Let my people go. You come with a deliverance anointing like Moses. I take authority over that spirit. You let them go. You See, you send forth judgment unto victory. Judge the demonic powers that's operating in their life. Send forth judgment unto victory. And you call those things to be not as though they were. You call them saved. You call them intelligent. You call them born again. You say, let there be light and let light come. You begin to prophesy people into a position with God. You begin to prophesy yourself into a position with God. Because faith is the currency that you got to live by. Your faith is your hope. You can get anything you need. Tracy Cook, Prophet Tracy Cook, he said, you ain't got no problem. All you need is faith in God. He say that all the time. What a great statement. You don't have any problems. The only thing you need is faith in God. See, faith is your currency to get whatever you need to get. This is your hope, even your faith. See, faith is the substance of things positively imagined, the evidence of things not seen. <clears throat> so it says in, in verse 16, I mean, in verse um, 18, it says, Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, not dead. Brothers and sisters, Abraham considered not his body. See, but he considered only what the Lord has said. You know, the Lord said in Genesis, man days are 120. So Abraham considered not his body, but only what the Lord had said, 120. So see, he said he was not being weak in faith. He considered not his body now dead when he was about 100 years old, yet, neither yet the dead of Sarah's womb. God is showing you anything is possible to them that believe. Anything. Anything. A person that got faith, anything is possible. You could prophesy yourself to be a millionaire. You got word on that. It said Jesus became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. If you got the faith to do it, prophesy yourself into a millionaire. You some somebody can do it. Somebody hearing my voice can do it. If even if it's one person. Even if it's one person, you could prophesy yourself into a millionaire. I believe Michael Jordan, they say he was just a regular the rest of his family not tall like that. He's six six. The rest of them might be my height, six feet, something like that. But he wanted to be they say he got cut his freshman year. I'm willing to bet you if I had a, a conversation with, with Michael Jordan that he envisioned himself being 6'6", and he probably kept saying, I'm going to be 6'6". He probably said that. I, I'm willing to guarantee you because, see, I saw a documentary. Tracy McGrady, him and Kobe Bryant was friends. After he died, and Tracy McGrady, I don't know if he's a spiritual man or not, he was just saying, he was just, they were just interviewing him. It had no spiritual revelation. None. It was just a flat out, just a regular interview. He said COVID told him that he wanted to die early. He said, um, I want to die early so he could kind of like be a martyr. That was his desire. That was the desire of his heart. He got the desire of his heart. Man, I'm telling you, whatever you desire in your heart, whatever you are imagining, 
faith is the substance of things hoped for. That was a blessing to him. He wanted to die early so he could be made a mark. You know, or whatever, whatever you call that. I can't remember. They use a different word, but you get my gist, the, the point I'm trying to make. If you have faith as a seed, and your seed is your words, you can have what you say. Whatever you say over and over and over again, you have developed that as a truth. And the spirit realm are working your favor in that area. Like if, if you desire to to uh, get disability, I've seen people desire to get disability, and they'll believe to be sick. And my God, they'll get sick and get disability. But they'll be really sick. They'll really be really hurt, but that's what they wanted. They believe God. I want to say they believe God, but they kept believing for it. Later told me one time, I was going to pray for her knee. She said, no, let me get my disability first. So if you type person always want to be sick, you go to the doctor, they say nothing wrong with you. And he say, no, he's missing something. It's because you got faith to get sick, not faith to be healed. See, you got to begin to, to, to get out of unbelief and begin to declare the good things, to begin to speak those things to be not as though they were, considering not your body. See, staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Did you know that the worlds were framed by the word of God? The whole world, it wasn't framed by two before and dirt and all this materials. And this. God spoke it. That's his method. It's unconventional. God is kind of unconventional. He's really not unconventional, but he's unconventional to the natural mind because the natural mind cannot receive the things of God because they are spiritually discerned, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So your words is your frame. It's the way you release your faith, and that's the way God has designed for us to live. Be blessed. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week.